This is a reminder you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. And this is Encounter with God. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. We have another clue for our quiz. As we get started, Liam, what have you got for us there? I have the wrong side of the card. Um, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, again, this is a what creature am I? Uh, we've gotten some close calls, but nothing quite yet. Clue number... We've had a few, we've had a few correct answers, but they are uh, ineligible for the prize. So, so clue calling, calling number up three. Rights, so congratulations to those who called in correctly for bragging rights. Clue number three. Um, yeah. This is one of the titles given to the devil in the book of Revelation. One of his titles. What is it? If you think you know, give us a call on 1-800-324-843 or send us a text on 0491-064-669. Indeed. And when I said that my translation had it different from yours, I was actually wrong. Oof. Yeah. I was wrong on that one. There we go. Anyway, if you know the answer, give us a call right now, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Okay, so getting back to our encounter with God. In fact, before we go to our encounter with God, we need to give everybody a reminder. We try and give you this reminder on a semi-regular basis, and that is that if you would like to get a perfect Faith FM signal, just download the app, press play. It's the simplest, easiest thing that there is. Go to your app store, go to the search button, looks like a magnifying glass, type in Faith FM Australia. Uh, it's the one with the white background and the red squiggly line. And simply hit get and all your problems will be solved. Run it through your tape player insert, which I don't think Liam has ever seen. Um, <laughs> if you have a tape player in your car, but run it through your Bluetooth or your your aux cord or whatever it is that you use in your car Indeed. Uh, to run your devices from. And you will have a perfect signal pretty much anywhere you go. That's how my family gets it, up in Cairns. Yep. And uh, they sent me text regular over the past couple of days. They yes. sent me a few texts, so it works great on the app and on the website up there. Um, it, they haven't quite got it on the radio signal there, but it's perfect online and it's perfect on the app. So absolutely. So um, your family—they've been giving you uh, helpful advice or just encouragement? Uh, a bit of both. Um, <laughs> Family's good. Mum, like mum corrected me on something I said yesterday about. Uh, I mentioned something about when I was got. A, I was a clinical test dummy, I suppose, and she corrected me on what I corrected mentioned your in history. that. Yeah, she said that it wasn't measles; it was chickenpox. Okay. Um, and it was chickenpox, and I got the the benefits that we got was a free uh, vaccine. So oh, yeah, yay. These days you can go and get yourself injected with coronavirus And they'll give you seven and a half grand Actually it's not It's COVID-16, not COVID-19 or something or other It is COVID-19, yeah One of the, yeah (laughs) Something like that And you can get seven and a half grand in the UK I I kind of wish they would um, do that here, you know A couple of weeks of sick leave If I I could take the microphone with me to to a lab I would still be able to present the show We could could do it together Here's what I would do we, we could do it together. We could be in two separate booths, uh-huh. so we, we wouldn't be cross-contaminating. Yes. And we'd have headphones on so that we, we could do- still hear each other. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, there's, a, there's potential here for us to do this show and get $7,000 extra. And, and, and you know what I'd do? I'd just do a fully 
crazy health cleanse yeah. for like two weeks beforehand. So when I walk in there, I'm just sort of glowing fit with Fit as health. a fiddle. Do fit it, as Daniel. A, fit, as a, fit as a fiddle. And then they can inject me with the virus. My immune system would just turn around and smash the virus. I'd be immune. And I'd have a couple of weeks off work. Here That's it. Problems. And, and seven and a half grand to boot. I think it was a great idea. All I that time, I, 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 you I, I, would eat no rich food, no meat or wine would cross your lips, and no fragrant lotions would you would use until the two weeks rather so, than three would pass. So no deodorant? No. That might be a bit hard for everybody else to get. Yeah. It's not going to bother me in the least. I'll be like, no, I'm fine. But, uh, but <laughs> you help everybody else. <laughs> oh, dear, uh, yes. Let's get back to our Bible study. Daniel chapter 10 is where we are. We've been looking at this behind-the-scenes Bible study. Yesterday we looked at the very controversial subject of Michael the Archangel. And if you'd like a copy of the notes from that study, then uh, give us a call here on 1-800-324-843. Uh, 1-800-FAITH-FM and leave us your email address. I'll email those through for you. Uh, Eight lines of evidence that conclusively show that Michael can only be Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. Um, And, of course, just clarifying along with that statement that that does not mean in any way, shape or form that Jesus ever had a beginning. No. No. The Bible is absolutely crystal clear. He is the eternal Son of God. He is the eternal God. He was, the Bible says, before all things. You can't be before all things if the Father was before you. Simple as that. Indeed. Okay, so moving on with the study, let's uh, now continue on. The angel Gabriel is speaking. He's talking about his experience. He's been there with uh, Cyrus the Great. He's been trying to convince Cyrus the Great to release the Jewish captives. Hasn't been working. And so Jesus Christ himself has turned up. And this is how far heaven will go for you when you pray. Um, and But then he continues on, verse 14. Verse 14, it says, let me just get my face into the microphone. Now, I am here to explain what will happen to your people in the future, for this version concerns a time yet to come. Okay, so he has been talking about things that have been happening in the last three weeks. Yep. But he basically turns around and says, look, you know, okay, I've been sharing with you what's been happening in the last three weeks, but that's not my main purpose. Mm. I know I've been here before. I've shared with you prophecies in the past. And so this is now the third time that he's come to Daniel. He's starting to realize. Possibly the fourth, because he may have been there in chapter two. We don't know. Yeah. But it's definitely the third time he's come to Daniel. And he's like, okay, this is what we've been doing. Yeah. And it's all good. You don't need to stress about, you know, Cyrus and whether the captives are going to uh, be released because, you know, Jesus turned up. It's going to be sorted now. Yeah. But while I'm here. Seeing as I'm here and seeing as we're having this conversation, let me tell you some things about the distant future. And you can write this down to fascinate people all the way down through to the end of time. Fascinating us now. I'm sure it will continue to fascinate people. Indeed. For, as it says, the time to come. And, of course, in this particular prophecy, Gabriel, rather than giving... You're not going to find a prophecy of beasts Mm. or of horns or of metals. Yeah. This is a prophecy that is going to be given in very plain, simple language. It's going to be given in such plain, simple language that commentators who read this prophecy 
who do not believe in God, do not believe in the supernatural, they read it and go, ah, yeah, you know what? This was actually written after all of those events took place. He was just writing history. It's not prophecy. It's impossible because nobody can tell the future. No. So clearly this was uh, Daniel just writing uh, history and you know someone was writing using Daniel's name because Daniel was this famous dude from the Persian era. And as a result of that, you know, someone used his name and wrote this. You know, during the late Greek, early Roman period, doesn't really solve the problem because the prophecy goes way past the early Roman period, but it um, is an argument that some people do put forward. Basically, what they're saying is the Bible is so accurate that it can't be prophecy. It's, mm. a, it's, it's a tacit admission to the accuracy of the Bible. Okay, so let's continue on then. Uh, Gabriel is now going to start talking about the last days or the future. Verse 15. Verse 15. While he was speaking to me, I looked down to the ground, unable to say a word. Then the one who looked like a man touched my lips and I opened my mouth and began to speak. I said to the one standing in front of me, I am filled with anguish because of the vision I've seen. My Lord, I am very weak. Okay, so he's had this vision of Jesus Christ, and that has left him just absolutely smashed. And understandably so. The guy's, like, pushing 90. Mm. There's every possibility he was very frail at this time, and as a younger man, he may have been able to handle it a whole lot easier than what he's dealing with it now. But nonetheless, he is supernaturally strengthened. Let's keep reading. Verse 17. How can someone like me, your servant, talk to you, my Lord, My strength is gone and I can hardly breathe. Then the one who looked like a man touched me again and I felt my strength returning. Okay, let's stop there for a moment. I'm touching the wrong buttons here. Um, Shouldn't be playing with the buttons. (laughs) One of the things that you're going to find, which I find most fascinating, is he talks about having no breath. Mm. Uh, Particularly in the King James, it's very, very clear that he was not breathing during this experience. Mm. And it has been observed that in modern times, people, when they are receiving a vision, often don't breathe. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. And sometimes that uh, not breathing can go for, for very extended periods of time. Yeah. Uh, so clearly, you know, when, when this is clearly supernatural. This is something that uh, supernatural is taking place, nothing that science has ever been able to uh, discover or to uh, deal with in any way, shape or form. The other thing that is interesting is that Daniel is supernaturally strengthened. And we have noticed in modern times people in vision who not only are not breathing but are supernaturally strengthened so that they can do things that, you know, the average person simply cannot do. It's, mm. it's impossible for the average person to do. There's actually, there's one thing that I think it happens with this is that when you get a shock or, or, or a fright, which I, I think it's fair to say that Daniel would have received from this, you get chills almost. Yep. And um, when, you, when your body is surrounded by not your average body temperature, your body changes. And there's a, there's a dude in, uh, a man in, in, from his Dutch, and he's a Dutch athlete, he's named Wim Hof, and he has been, what, sci- he is what scientists call a, a medical miracle. Um, he has 
ex- he has ex- he's got world records for uh, the longest time underwater. Uh, he's been around for many, many years. And he he promotes the this ice therapy or, or cool therapy. And I think that's got a little bit to do uh, if people need a, a bit more of a scientific explanation. Not that this is a justification um, because I, I certainly agree that there are plenty – that supernatural things is, is predominantly the thing that's happening here. But I think this does play in a little bit. And when you are uh, – what's the word? When you're filled with coldness, when – your body is filled with, with – it's surrounded by cold. Mm-hmm. Um, it, what it does to your body is it, it allows your breathing to slow much slower than usual. Um, there's been some stories about when someone has been put underwater, then they've been going down a creek and it, they've fallen over, hit their head, and they're underwater for a, a prolonged amount of time. And a time that they wouldn't typically survive – but they have survived it because their body has changed due to the temperature of the water and their body has, I guess, adapted in a way uh, to sit, to suit the scenario. So I think that that is possibly what has happened. I, I, I reckon that's what's happened here. I think it, coming out, I know we're not supposed to say our own views, but I think this is more of a scientific, I know not all of it can be ex- explained scientifically, but I think this is a, a slight scientific explanation as to what happened to Daniel. That's fascinating. Do you mind if I challenge it? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Read for me chapter 10 and verse 4. Verse 4. Okay. On April 23rd, as I was standing in the bank of the Great Tigris River. Okay. Stop there. What's the geographical location of this vision? The bank of a river. Yes, and which river is that? The Tigris River. You know where the Tigris River is? It's in uh, the Middle East, probably near Egypt, I think. Yeah, last time I was near the Tigris River, it was about 50 degrees. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Now, somebody might be able to... I'm not exactly sure what mountains the Tigris rises in. And maybe who is standing near the headwaters, mm-hmm. which could be cold enough for something like that kind of experience to happen. But I kind of doubt it. Uh, the Bible says here that, yeah, he was... The, the, the question that would go through my mind would be, why would somebody who was that old be traveling to the headwaters of the Tigris to a region that was cold enough to produce this kind of an environment. I would suspect he would be closer to the mouth or the delta of the Tigris. The more easily accessible. Yeah, where it never gets cold. Yeah. That, that's just my, my, my thoughts on it. No, that's fair enough. Yeah. Interesting, though. It is true that people have survived for ridiculously long times underwater when it's been, you know, a heavy layer of ice on the water. Yeah. People have, you know, driven into rivers and these kind of things where, you know, the uh, the car has broken through the ice. They've eventually dragged them out, you know, 20 minutes later or something rather than they've come away with basically, you know, no brain injuries, nothing like that, put them back to life. And they're running fine just because it was so cold. Mm. So this is a, a well-documented scientific effect where 
cold can do this. And of course, um, for those of us who as kids tended to be, yeah, a little bit miserable, of course, we used to have those experiments where you'd take ants and freeze them in the fridge and then thaw them out like a week later and away they'd go. They'd just stop where they were <laughs> and then they'd start back up again. and Like a magic trick. Yes. Boys, eh? <laughs> the things we used to do, not recommended. Don't do that at home. We don't need to be cruel to animals, but it kind of no. does happen. You know, they're just like frozen and then you unfreeze them and they go running around again. It's like, how does that even work? Anyway, coming back to what we're dealing with here, uh, we have Daniel being supernaturally strengthened. So even if this was a cold event that has allowed him to survive without breathing, the fact that he is instantly strengthened... That bit doesn't explain that strength. Exactly. Yeah. So either which way, we have something supernatural that is Indeed. taking place here. Okay, where did we get up to? We read verse 18. We did read verse 18. We're up to 19. 19. Let's keep going. We're going we're gonna to start chapter 11 this week. We're actually going to get ourselves a little bit ahead. And believe me, we are going to need it. Yes. Okay, verse 19. All right. Don't be afraid, he said, for you are precious to God. Peace. Be encouraged. Be strong. As he spoke these words to me, I suddenly felt stronger and said to him, Please speak to me, Lord, for you have strengthened me. Keep going. He replied, Do you know why I have come? Soon I must return to fight against the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia, and after that the spirit prince of the kingdom of Greece will come. Meanwhile, I will tell you that what is written in the book of truth. No one helps me against these spirit princes except Michael, your spirit prince. I have been standing beside him to support and strengthen him since the first year of the reign of Darius the Mede. Okay, so this is interesting because, uh, you know, Gabriel has been standing there supporting and uh, th there's some interesting language that's used in this passage. He says, Know you why I have come to you, this is verse 20, and now I will return and fight with the prince of Persia. Let's let's look there for a moment at the word with. Now, what does it mean that he will fight with the prince of Persia? It's it's this is this is this is because what he goes on to say is that when he leaves, Greece is coming. Yes. So in that context, you would find that because initially it's like I'm going to fight with you know it's like if I said hey I'm going to go out there and fight with that guy that's walking up the footpath right now you would expect me to go outside roll up my sleeves and uh, you know just knock him on the nose or something rather get into fisticuffs. Yes. Alternatively, it could mean that I'm going to go and fight alongside him. I'm going to fight with him. To fight with someone is to fight alongside someone. So Australia fought with the United States in the Gulf War. Yes. So the word with can go two different ways, completely opposite ways from each other. We have to divine from this particular passage and the context of this particular passage which way with goes at this particular point. Well, your King James Version says with. Yes. But my New Living Translation... It does. I know what your New Living Translation says, something quite different. It does. Mm -hmm. It says against... Okay, so therefore, we will trump them both and we will go to the Hebrew. There we go. And the Hebrew word here is the Hebrew word meta. Meta. It simply means for or alongside of. 
Now that throws a different spin. Throws a very different spin. Throws a very different spin right there. And it makes sense when you actually read the context because the context is going to to determine which way the word with goes. Yeah. Because, watch this, in verse 20. Uh, Know the... Then he said, Know you wherefore I have come to you. Now I will return and fight with the prince of Persia. And when I leave, the prince of Greece will come. Yeah. Okay. So he's fighting alongside the prince of Persia, supporting the prince of Persia. But when he stops supporting the prince of Persia, who's coming? The prince of Greece. The prince of Greece. Exactly. He was mourning for his people, slaves in exile. For all their sin Then the dawning Down by the river Struck down and silent When he saw him Clothed in white Face like lightning Golden linen His voice Vision bright, Daniel trembling, mercy and love in those eyes of fire. I want to see Jesus too. I want to see Jesus too. Daniel fainted, angel touched him, raised him up, said you are loved, fear Encounter with God on Faith FM. You're with Lyle and Liam. Now, we are just in the thick of chapter 10. Uh, we're, we're at the end of chapter 10. And um, we were focused on where, what Michael 
was saying about him coming back to fight with... Gabriel, yes. Uh, Gabriel, sorry, was fighting with the kingdom of... Or the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Yeah, so what does the word with mean? Okay, so basically... Oh, we haven't done the quiz yet. Oh, we haven't done the quiz. What happened there? I went. I was so keen to get on to... You were keen? Absolutely. I'm, I'm keen as well. Keen as must. This is the book of Daniel. <laughs> it's what? very do we have? Do we have to have a quiz today? I think we do. We do. <sighs> We've almost got a winner and we're getting close. So Yeah, a bunch of people the pulling through so far. fourth clue for the quiz, God cursed this creature so that it had to eat dust all the days of its life. If you think you know the answer... Please give us a call at 1-800-324-843 or send us a text on 0491-064-669. Is there any animal on the planet that eats dirt, like dust, like as in like, you know? Um, so this is, this is a bit of a – I'm going to have to be a bit careful here because we're going to give it away. But, you know, I think that the Bible here when it talks about this creature eating dirt – yeah, is speaking somewhat metaphorically in much the same way as you know we talk about someone who bit the dust. Another one bites dust. Yeah, that one. <laughs> um, I, well, we, I think, we, we didn't just say that on air. That did nice <laughs> not get stuck in somebody's head. Oh, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to have that in my head for the rest of the day. Um, but one thing I think, one thing that's a mouthful. I think cows. When when I think of Animals eating dust. I think of when they eat yeah, grass. Cows, and cows during the drought ate, some, ate, ate, ate dirt. And yeah, that's where my head them, goes. Quite a few of them died from eating too much dirt. That was one of the tragedies of our recent drought. Indeed. Anyway, moving back to our Bible study, let's go to Daniel chapter 10, verse 20. He's going to fight with the Prince of Persia. When he stops fighting with the Prince of Persia, the Prince of Greece will come. And the Bible goes on to talk about uh, how that is going to take place. Verse 21, let's just finish off this chapter, and then we're going to move into chapter 11. Meanwhile, I will tell you what is written in the book of truth. No one helps me against these spirits. Uh, sorry, no one helps me against these spirit princes except Michael, your spirit prince. I have been standing beside Michael to support and strengthen him since the first year of the reign of Darius the Mede. Yeah, I think your translation goes a little bit too far on the whole spirit prince thing, but anyway, uh, the Bible says that he's been standing beside Michael. This is the angel who stands beside Michael. And, of course, we had a whole Bible study on the subject of Michael yesterday. Who is Michael? And if you'd like to get a copy of that, uh, the notes from that Bible study, just give us a call on 1-800-324-843. Leave your email address, and I will send that through for you. Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to move into chapter 11. We're going to move into chapter 11 a little bit early, and this is a good thing because there is so much going on in chapter 11, so much detail. In fact, there are stories here that if you know a bit of ancient history or even if you know a bit of Shakespeare. I know a bit of Shakespeare. Then you're going to have heard these stories before. Yeah. Uh, we have Greece, we have Rome, we have political machinations. In fact, the previous prophecies have spoken about Rome. Mm-hmm. So Daniel chapter 7 includes... No, Daniel chapter 2 has Rome. Yep. Daniel chapter 7 has both imperial Rome and papal Rome. Daniel chapter 11 has Republican Rome, Imperial Rome, and Papal Rome. 
So when we talk about the concept of repeat and enlarge, this is what we're talking about. Same prophecy, same time period, simply repeating itself, and each time it comes through, it enlarges and adds more information. Becomes more clearer. It does. Okay, so chapter 11, verse 1. Well, this is it's technically verse 2, according to my... But the start really? of the story of the kings... Oh, my, my, mine starts off like this. Let me read it from the King James Version, okay. verse 1. Um, it says, Also in the first year of Darius the Mede, even I, this is Gabriel speaking, stood to confirm and to strengthen him. So Gabriel was there to strengthen Darius the Mede. Now I will show you the truth. That's my verse 2. Okay, keep going. Okay, now then, I will reveal the truth to you. Three more Persian kings will reign to be succeeded by a fourth, far richer than the others. He will use his wealth to stir up everyone to fight against the kingdom of Greece. Okay, so here we have uh, a prophecy that is directly affecting the Persian Empire and... It is actually giving some of the history of the Achaemenid Empire so that we can get, yeah, really a good grasp on what is actually taking place uh, here at this particular time. And if we begin, uh, if we begin with, well, verse 2 right here, and we work our way back from the richest of the Persian kings. Now, a lot of people would say, well, there was just Cyrus the Great followed by Darius the Great, which is kind of unusual to have two kings in a row who both have the name Great, Great attached to them. Now, Cyrus the Great built the empire. Mm-hmm. He built it through a combination of the Persian deal and being a very successful general. He was a good general. Then you have Darius the Great who comes along and he makes the empire incredibly wealthy. And, of course, it's Darius the Great who gets the Greeks stirred up. Yeah. And as a result of that, eventually the Greeks are going to come across into Asia. They're going to unseat the Archimedes Empire and establish their own Greek empire. But it's going to take quite a few generations before any of that happens. But memories tend to be long. Mm. And... uh, what we sometimes miss is that there were several other kings involved here as well. And so in between, because we focus on the, on, the, on the great ones, but there were a couple of other kings involved in this particular scenario that we really need to talk about because the Bible actually says there is four hmm. leading through to Darius the Great. Now, Darius the Great is known as the greatest CEO, chief executive officer of the ancient world. Yeah. Uh, This was a guy who dedicated his lifetime not to military achievements or attainments, but to building wealth. And certainly he did stir up the Greeks. You know, he had a bit of a battle at Thermopylae and places like that. And you read the the, the Persian version of it. It's like, yeah, we went to Thermopylae and we conquered Leonidas and, you know, um, and, and killed him. And, you know, that was kind of the end of it. And, of course, the Greeks have their version of it. And what you find is that in the ancient world, nobody recorded history. All they ever recorded was victories. Mm. And so the Greeks proclaimed this great victory at, you know, at Thermopylae where 300 Spartans held back a mighty Persian empire for three days. And the Persians were like, yeah, we smashed the guy in three days and killed him. Yeah. Um, and But the Persians did not do well in Greece. And because... We have so much history from Greece that comes to us in vivid color. Uh-huh. Herodotus, Xenophon, these guys. 
they write very, very differently mm. from you know anyone. The Babylonians, the Persians, the Assyrians would give you the basic facts. We went here, we did this. The Greeks will write a whole story about it and they'll get your emotions involved in it. And so we kind of know it from the Greek perspective rather than from the Persian perspective. Greece and the battles that were fought in Greece to the Persians were a sideshow. Mm. The empire was so much bigger and they're just having a bit of a play over there in Europe. But the empire was just vastly bigger than that. And uh, this is the story that we're really going to begin with here in Daniel chapter 11 as we start into this next prophecy tomorrow. And we look at these four kings that rule over the Persian Empire and the different roles that they played and how they lived and some of their insanity.
Are you looking for a way to turn your life experience into an enriching gift for helping those around you? A counselling degree at Avondale College of Higher Education could provide you a great foundation to assist others through life's difficulties. Study in a personalised environment alongside a fantastic support network and community on our Lake Macquarie campus. Apply to study counselling today at counselling.avondale.edu.au. It's higher education designed for life. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Are drugs or alcohol a problem in your life? Alcohol Drugs Assist, or ADA, is a 12-step recovery program designed to help you escape the hold of addictions in a friendly and judgment-free environment. ADA meets regularly, and if you'd like to attend, give Peter a call or text on 0487 907 879. That's 0487 907 879. And we 
Listening to with Mal Venus, one of our local artists here from the uh, Raymond Terrace Church. With Shall We Gather at the River? And if you'd like to hear her sing, then uh, Raymond Terrace Church, uh, Raymond Terrace Mission, it's called, is where you need to be on a Saturday morning. Well, let's head into our question of the day. Before we do, we have another clue for our quiz. Nobody's got this one yet, even though a bunch of people have had a crack at it. Yes, well, technically... A few people called up for, tr- for bragging rights. My mum did get it, but because she yeah, is my mum, unfortunately, I love you, but she can't quite get it. She can't get the prize. She can't get the prize, no. So the prize is still there. Still is. Uh, clue number five. Eve was deceived by this creature. What was the creature? What kind of critter deceived Ooh. Eve? one 800 Three two four eight four three. Or if you'd like to write down the text number, it is zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Okay, there you go. Give us a call right now if you know the answer. And make sure you get those numbers saved into your phone. Alright, question of the day, please, Liam. Okay, this question is if the judgment happens before Jesus' return, what is the purpose of the 1,000 years afterward? And is this 1,000 years literal, or does it follow the days for year principle? Okay, so that wasn't the question that I had uh, prepared, but that's the one we will run with. Okay, so if the judgment... Uh, I got sent a different question there somewhere along the line. If the judgment takes place before Jesus comes, what is the 1,000 years all about? This is a very good question. The Bible is crystal clear that the uh, that that the judgment takes place before Jesus comes. Let me read it to you from. Let's see. I think I'll use Revelation chapter twenty-two as my example this time. Uh, Revelation twenty-two. The Bible says in verse twelve, "Behold, I come quickly. My reward is with me." To give everyone according as his work shall be. The Bible says that Jesus comes back and his reward is with him. Now you don't. Go handing out rewards until after judgment has taken place. It would be ridiculous if you handed out rewards first. Like, oh, let's uh, send this person to 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 hellfire. Let's condemn them to hellfire. Um, okay, now we've done that. Let's sit down and have a judgment, find out whether they are guilty or not. Oops, we made a mistake. But, well, sorry, they're too late. They've been burned up already. That makes no sense at all. The Bible says when Jesus comes back, the judgment has already happened because his reward is with him. And the Bible says this repeatedly. There's a theme that runs throughout the Bible. So what's the thousand years all about? If you go back to Revelation chapter 20, the Bible says in verse 4, During the thousand years I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls of those that were beheaded for the 
witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark in their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ, and the Bible says they judged with Christ for a thousand years. What you're going to find is that the judgment has three stages. Mm. Exactly the same way as our judicial system here in Australia does. You have a trial stage, you have an appeal stage, and you have an execution stage where the sentence is carried out. We can look at the trial of George Pell happening right now as a prime example of that. He is in the appeal stage. The trial stage is what takes place in heaven. Yeah. And that's where God demonstrates who is guilty and who is innocent and who is saved and who is lost. Now, that means that throughout the entire universe, there is no one anywhere that has any question whatsoever at all as to whether, you know, uh, God is righteous or not. Because they have seen God's decision. They have seen the joke. They can't read the human heart like God can, but they have seen the evidence as to why God has made every decision that he's made. Mm. So there's no question in anyone's mind. There's no reason for sin ever to come back again because nobody's thinking, oh, I think God might have messed up here. I thought that person should have been saved. No, they've seen the judgment. It's happened in open court. The problem with that is this. What about you and I? What are we going to do because we're not in heaven right now, are we? No. And we can't see the judgment taking place. And let's say you get to heaven, but somebody doesn't get there who you thought was the most righteous person on the planet. Hmm. And, and they're just not there. And you're like, why aren't they here, God? And God says, well, you know, uh, there's a few reasons, but they didn't make it. And it could be the opposite as well. And, and well, it could be People the opposite, that we don't expect that are there. But let's run with that scenario. Several thousand years down the track, there might be, or several million years down the track, there might be just that that thing that nags in the back of your mind. Why wasn't that person saved? That's where the thousand-year judgment comes in. Mm. That's the judgment of review, the equivalent of the appeal on earth. That's where God opens up the books of record again, and every human being on earth gets to see exactly what it is that God is, every decision that God is making, and so that none of us will have a seed of doubt as well. It's all about ensuring that sin never, ever comes back again. Blessed are the poor, for the kingdom is yours. Blessed when you mourn, there's comfort in his arms. Blessed are the meek, with the will to your feet. Blessed when it's righteousness that you seek is beautiful. Beautiful like a city on a hill.
And as we come back from the City Harmonic with the City on a Hill, we have somebody on the phone right now who has just won the prize. Congratulations to whoever is talking to the producer right now. I believe I overheard it was Rain, so congratulations to Rain. The answer is Serpent. Oh, Wayne, sorry. Oh, Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> There's yeah, a right. piece of glass we can't hear Soundproof properly. glass, mind That's you. That's it. We do a lot of lip reading here. But yeah, the answer is Serpent. It, it, so well it done. is indeed. Well it done, is Wayne. not Dragon, it is Serpent. I wrote Dragon. I think a bunch of other people called in and said dragon as well. It's not. It's a serpent. Yeah, and the King James Version says serpent as well. Anyway, we've come to the end of the show, which means we are giving something away for free simply to the first caller through. So make sure you call through right now. What's our giveaway? Our giveaway for this morning is Live It, the health show. Simple ways you can live healthier longer. Okay, we really need this. Because the coronavirus is running around, and, and so far the only thing that we have to fight the coronavirus with is public health measures and building our immune system. Mm-hmm. Those are the only weapons that we have in our arsenal. Having said that, public health and building our immune system are incredibly Im- powerful. Yeah. And so this will teach you how to uh, build your immune system, how to live stronger, healthier, and happier, and it will improve you right across the board as far as every disease as well. So give us a call right now, 1-800-324-843. That's 1-800-FAITH-FM. First caller through wins this prize. Don't forget to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again.